Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Bob Stoffer down in Southern California, the Oilers and the Anaheim Ducks tonight, second of a back-to-back. One man that knows hockey in this region. He covers both the LA Kings and the Anaheim Ducks for the Athletic is Eric Stevens. He's got one of the greatest Twitter handles of all time, the Iceman Cometh. We welcome back to Oilers now, Eric Stevens. Hi, Eric. How you doing? I'm good, Bobby. How you doing today? Good. What did you think of the game last night between the Oilers and the Kings? Uh, you know what? I tell you what. Uh, it, it, it was one. It was pretty much just as tight as uh, last week in Edmonton. Um, and I'm seeing, uh, you know, unless the Oilers can uh, somehow take down uh, Vegas and, and overtake them for first, uh, I see these two on a collision course here. And uh, I think for the, in, the, in the Kings' sake, uh, they need to get healthy whatsoever because Edmonton is rolling right now. They've been rolling really since the, the start of uh, 20, uh, 2023. And uh, with the additions that they make and whatsoever, they seemingly uh, have, have put uh, all the pieces together here. I think Todd McClellan's done a great job. Uh, you know, I think the fans that listen to the show know my thoughts on Todd. Jay Woodcroft, you know, the teacher and the pupil, that was the bit of the angle last year. The Kings didn't have Doughty and uh, Arvidsson available. Walker missed most of the season last year, too. The Kings are better. They, you know, Fiala, huge addition. Uh, but he's out. And and then Mikey Anderson gets hurt on the McDavid play. Yeah. Um I got to ask you though, this Eric, you're, you're covering two different teams. Are the LA Kings actually ahead of their cycle? Like, has this team progressed progress quicker, and have they gotten to a place that maybe pe- people didn't think they would get to a couple of years ago? You know what? That's a really a, that's a good question because there there was a patient multi year plan put in place by uh, Rob Blake, their general manager, but I think they really started to. Uh, you know, started to shift out of that rebuild mode really, um, really last uh, year when uh, when they not only signed Philip Deneau, uh but traded for Victor Arvidsson. Um, you know, they injected some proven veterans uh, into the lineup, and then once they went after you know and and got Kevin Fiala last summer, um, you know, coming off of obviously the uh, playoff appearance, uh, you know, which I think surprised many, but in doing that. I think that was an official statement that, okay, rebuilding time is over. It's time to move into contending, contending territory, uh, you know, and whatsoever. So, uh, you know, they're headed in that d- direction. Uh, I, I wouldn't call them a cup contender right now. And, and, and again, they, they've got to get healthy. They, you know, they're, they're suffering some big injuries at, at, at the most inopportune time. Um, but they're on that path. They're, they're moving toward that. And so, yeah, it's over the last really couple of years, you know, that's been a franchise that um, has sort of seen their opportunity and they're starting to level up. Uh, Are the Oilers a cup contender in your opinion? I tell you what, from what I've seen, especially over the last, uh, you know, particularly, you know, firsthand watching them, uh, you know, in the two games in the home and home with L.A., but even watching them over the last few weeks i i'm comfortable calling them uh, a cup contender i wasn't so much you know the first half of the year um or even say maybe the around the all-star break but like i mentioned 
they, they're getting a lot of pieces together. They've shown in these two games against the Kings that they're willing to be patient, um, play sound defensive hockey, and even wait for their opportunities because L.A. makes you do that, particularly when they have that 1-3-1 that they try to suck teams, obviously, into. So they force you to be patient. And right now, the Oilers are willing to do that. And then when you've got that power play to lean on, and then you've got, obviously, those two supernovas uh, atop the lineup, um, it's a deeper squad. Um, and as long as Skinner's playing the way he is, yeah, they're a cup contender. We're joined by Eric Stevens. Eric, one more on the Kings before we switch to the Ducks. Some people say, Stoff, you talk too much about Quentin Byfield. I love, I talked to Todd McClellan in Kelowna in the uh, 2020 draft. I'd taken Byfield over Stutzla. People like, how, you know, why you talk so much about a three goal scorer? I personally believe he's just scratching the surface. And LA is going to have a really special player here. You watch him way more than me. What do you see? I I see someone that certainly is in the process of becoming and being a, an impact player. His impact right now, clearly, it's it's not on the score sheet. Okay, and yes, people are going to look at the points in the comparison between him and Stutzla. Yes, there's no comparison. Uh, in that regard. But the Kings don't need that type of player. Uh, I mean, they can use them, but, but they have some of that already. You know, they've, they've got veterans that can, that can do that. What they're doing is maximizing, maximizing what Quinton does best right now. And, and that is using that big body of his um, and his skating ability for his size to play on the boards, to win board battles. And then when you... Add that to his developing playmaking skills, which I think are underrated. Um, and, and they have worked very well with on that top line with Andre Kopitar and Adrian Kempe. Um, he's been able to really find the chemistry with them. Um, they're, they're able to maximize what he's doing best right now. Of course, we'll, we'll, we'll see what, you know, where it goes from here you know, next year. The year after, they, they, they insist that they still want him to be a center in the long run, um, and he's going to have to be able to learn how to get his shot off better and be more accurate whatsoever. But, um, it, it, you know, it, it, he, he's developing, and it was always going to be, um, you know, sort of a long-term plan with him. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's a bit unfair to say whether, you know, he's, uh, you know, I, I, he's obviously not a bust. Um, and, and, you know, I think it's unfair to say that, you know, he's, he's, you know, reached the peak of his ability. Like, like you said, Bob, I, I think he's still just scratching the surface of it. Three years from now, he'll be their first line center, Eric. That's my opinion. Uh, let's switch to the Anaheim Ducks. They're in a world of hurt. 31st in goals for, 32nd goals against, 31st in the power play, 31st on PK, worst shot differential in the league, worst goal differential in the league. Was this Pat Verbeek's plan all along? <laughs> well, you know what? I I don't know if I look I, I'm I'm not one to accuse teams of tanking. I I just personally right. you know don't do that or, or, or whatsoever. Now, yes, there's the theory of oh, obviously players and coaches don't do that, but organizations, well, <laughs> I think what's happened is is that uh, you know, they made some additions. They didn't really work out as planned. Uh, you know, in the off season, um, and they got off to a terrible start. 
And once you do that, once you're behind the eight ball early and you're not generating any momentum whatsoever in a year where Connor Bedard is sitting at the very end as, as the prize among all prizes whatsoever, what, what motivation should you even have to try to improve the team even a little bit during the year um, and maybe scratch out a few wins when that's going to maybe take you out of prime position to win the lottery? Or whatsoever. That's why. That's why Anaheim and that's why Pat Verbeek hasn't made moves, you know, during the year. Again, you get off to a horrible start. You're already in last place. What? Why? Why wreck your potential odds, you know, by doing that? So yes, it's, it's no doubt. It's it's been a lot of losing. It's been a rough year um, defensively. I mean, it's maybe the worst defensive uh, club in their history. Uh, you know, almost even by far. Um, the thing with this year about them really has been development of their key young players, their core players going forward, and that's Trevor Zegers, that's Troy Terry, um, Mason McTavish, obviously. Uh, unfortunately, Jamie Drysdale got hurt very early and, and missed the entire season. But um, it's those four and whoever they're able to draft uh, this summer you know, with a, a, a top three pick, maybe even a top one pick, um, Going forward, that that's what's going to be this you know, this year and the immediate future's future is going to be about. What's crazy, Eric? Final one for you. I mean, you look at what where their defense was when they had Lindholm and Manson. Uh, what's his face down in Florida? Uh, the kid that converted forward, uh, Brandon Montour, right yeah. shot defenseman. That could- yeah, uh, Montour, uh, you know, uh, and then they let Theodore go. <laughs> like yeah. They've always drafted. They, this team can draft defense. They got they got the highest scoring defenseman in all three major junior leagues this year. Was Zell, you know, Zellweger and uh, the Russian kid. They took tenth in the draft and yeah, uh, right in in Gatineau. Like they they're unbelievable at finding defensemen in the draft. And you know what? I think you got to credit uh, that to uh, there's uh, you know their assistant general manager now, but uh, he still you know runs their draft table, Martin Madden. Um, you know they 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 obviously made that a priority. You know you said it right off the bat. Uh, it wasn't that long ago, you know, 2017 whatsoever, where you could say they had arguably the deepest uh, you know defense you know core in the league. Maybe they didn't have necessarily the high end number one you know, types or whatsoever, but they were deep. Um, and so, you know, this group that you mentioned that you touched on, uh, you know, it, it's going to take some time for them, obviously. Uh, but, you know, it, this could be, this should be really the next wave uh, of good defenders that um, they're going to be leaning on. Zellweger, Aminyakov, Tristan Luneau, like you mentioned. You got Jackson Lacombe that's going to be playing uh, for Minnesota in the Frozen Four here. Um, you know, he, he might be able to get a game in, uh, uh, you know, with Anaheim uh, before the year's out or whatsoever. You know, it's, it's, it's those four and really others um, that at least bring some hope uh, to, uh, to Ducks and, you know, and, and their supporters, you know, in terms of being able to really build out a team here. Eric, thanks for squeezing us in. We'll let you get off to your meeting. Thank you very much for joining us here on Oilers Now. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate it, man. 
All right, that's Eric Stevens, known as Iceman Cometh on Twitter. He covers both the LA Kings and the Anaheim Ducks for the Athletic. It's 147 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer and Brendan Escott are with you. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Royal Pizza still making a great. They got 14 locations in the Edmonton region, five in Calgary, one in Red Deer. You can get their new Canadian Club Pizza with ham, chicken, bacon, ranch, and fresh tomatoes. Visit royalpizza.ca. When we come back, uh, we'll get to list Day and Oilers history for New West travel. And actually, it involves somebody that's on the trip. And uh, yeah, we'll also, uh, we got to touch on a couple texts that we've gotten. A little bit more information on tonight's game. You're listening to Oilers now. 152 in Edmonton. Dylan has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. He says, Bob, we got to stop saying that Bouchard runs the power play. Barry didn't run it either. McDavid Dry and Nugent Hopkins run it. The rest are interchangeable. That one comes to us from Dylan. I don't. Did, just for the record, Brendan, did I say at any point that Bouchard runs the power play? It's on the power play. I've said 8,433 times the Oilers have the best three in a 1-3-1 formation that we've probably seen in any, like, Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been an elite power play guy his entire career because uh, he's smart, and he's being rewarded this year, and he's going to get to 100 points. He's got uh, four games left to do it. I'm not going to bet against him. Thanks for the text. Uh, Stephen from BC says, excellent segment uh, with Eric Stevens. Again, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Um, Bob, what do you think number 72 um, is going to sign for Nick Bukestead? That is going to be an inter- interesting question. I can see a poor team offering him like a, a weaker team, not a, not, not a financially poor team, but a weaker team offering Bukestead in the $2 million range. Now, if you could get him at 1.5 times 3, which would be a significant increase, I might be inclined to do that. To me, he's a pretty useful player. All right, 153 in Edmonton. Uh, We are going to head off to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Serving travelers since 1979. You can book your vacation. Book your vacation today at newestravel.com. It was great seeing Dennis and everybody uh, last night at uh, uh, Sola Gave, a, a Mexican restaurant, which was right next to our hotel in Los Angeles. Had an awesome time there uh, with every, everybody. Uh, Brendan, what do you got? Back in 1985, Paul Coffey factors in on all five Oilers goals with a goal and four assists. They tie the Flames 5-5 at Northlands Coliseum, extending their home undefeated streak against Calgary to 14 games. It was 10 wins and uh, four ties. All right. Uh, tomorrow we will tell you Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel, John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. They will be two of our guests tonight, tonight, tonight. The Oilers, the second of a back-to-back. Edmonton coming in with a record of 46-23-9. 47-52 wins. I'd be, you know what, be nice if Edmonton got their 47th win and Nugent Hopkins got his 100th point in that game. Oilers and the Ducks from the Honda Center. Reed Wilkins will have the face-off show beginning at 6. I'll join you at 6.35 on that from the Honda Center. Uh, Cam Moon, Jack Michaels, Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, Brendan Escott, all part of the Oilers Radio Network. Puck drop is at 8 p.m. We will head off at uh, 2 o'clock today to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then it's Chelsea on Chad with Chelsea Bird from 3 to 6. Back at you at 6.35 on 6.30 Chad.